We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. He's going to run it straight in. Jared Goldberg, yes. down Detroit Lions. DJ Hawkinson, yes. they did it. They tied it. They're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? All right, guys, let's go. Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> yo, anybody, does anybody know what that's from, yo? Absolutely not. Oh my god, that's this is something from old school. Does anybody does anybody know what that's from? The Leroy Jenkins? Anybody? There's know? no chat in no? this. Right. I, I know, I know, I know, but I mean, if you can, if you know what who Leroy Jenkins is. Give like a thumbs up or, or or a smiley face or something. Anybody? Leroy. Am I the only one who knows Leroy Jenkins? You might. Oh man, yeah. Never mind. I'm, I guess I'm I'm just like that 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 super nerd that just I don't know. Yeah, you might be on the only boat on this one. I have no idea who the fuck Leroy. <laughs> I forgot his name. Leroy oh, Jenkins. All right, so Leroy Jenkins is 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 like this video game that these kids used to play back in the day, World of Warcraft. And Leroy Jenkins was like on a team, and like his whole team was like planning to like go into fight some whole bunch of people. And I guess like he just ran in, and he was like Leroy Jenkins, and he just ran in. Everybody was like, "Oh, what, yo, Leroy, what are you doing?" Ah. <laughs> and they like they all ended up dying. So it was, it was hilarious. It's like it's something. It's, it's old. It's old. I gotcha. All right, let's get. But yeah, Leroy, right. Leroy Jenkins, man. Leroy Jenkins, man. That's a fun, <laughs> a fun fact of the day, guys. If you're like me, you had no idea who the fuck Leroy Jenkins is. There you go. You got a life lesson about yo, Leroy Jenkins. Just go on, go on YouTube after this. And type in Leroy Jenkins after this. Not now. I mean, yeah, go, yeah after this. <laughs> yeah, because you definitely listening to us right now. But after this, if you have no idea who Leroy Jenkins is, go on YouTube, type in Leroy Jenkins. And you might laugh. Depending depending on your humor, you might laugh. You might not. You might be like, yo, this is dumb. Like, Malcolm is a super nerd. Like, what what is this? But you might laugh. Who, who knows? All right. Well, well, there you go, guys. Welcome to Twitter Spaces Wednesday Night Edition featuring Malcolm Hart, Pierre, and Leroy Jenkins. So how you boys <laughs> doing today on this beautiful Wednesday night? Malcolm, how you doing, man? How you doing? <laughs> Yeah, I'm doing good, man. How you doing, bro? I'm doing good. Pierre, man, how you doing on this Wednesday night? Man, I'm doing great. I can't complain. 
Are you going to be checking out Leroy Jenkins after this? After this Twitter? Story? Absolutely not. It just like I, it just does not sound like you would be something like I would enjoy. <laughs> but we'll see. We'll see. Oh man! All right, let's get back on the topic. That was way off the rails. But that was you know that was way off topic, guys. I'm sorry. But that was that was something for sure. But all right. Let's talk about some news around the Lions. There, there is some news. The Lions actually signed somebody and a potential starter. They went out and signed safety to Sean Elliott from the Baltimore Ravens. And and later on in this episode, we're also going to talk about some drafts. We're going to talk about some mock drafts that people have made. And, you know, maybe we like them, maybe we don't. <clears throat> Not the greatest mock draft I've ever seen. But we'll, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. But let, Ellie. Let, let's, let's talk about Deshaun Elliott. I want to talk about Deshaun Elliott because – this is a room right now, the safety room, I should say, that is very depleted. I mean, you have Tracy Walker. You gave him the extension this offseason, so he, you know he's going to be part of your core for the next three years. But then after that, there's a lot of questions because you don't know what you really have at that safety position. It, it seems like a lot of people are hinting towards Will Harris maybe moving full-time to corner. and like That might be his now primary position, and then Will Harris could just be like a safety emergency almost now so the, the safety room obviously needs some help it was very depleted so the lions made a move before draft day and they got a guy who's had some starting experience a guy who's been injured in his career but a guy who has some starting experience young player safety deshaun elliott pierre i, I just want to hear your intel what's your thoughts on going after a guy like deshaun elliott this late into free agency right before the draft yeah so i believe it was like three or four weeks ago i tweeted out like um which region do you guys want or whatever? And I said, I personally wanted Elliot. When you look at Elliot, he turns 25 next week, so he's young. He fits that profile that they look for guys who kind of want to um, prove themselves. And then when you turn on his tape, you guys remember Quandre Diggs used to lay the hammer on people? Yeah. Like just, yeah. yeah. This kid isn't afraid of contact. And he's also bigger than Diggs. He's 6'1", 210. Um, they call him the Joker. Uh, the Ravens fans call him the Joker. That's his nickname. I didn't know that. I just learned that. They, they love him in Baltimore, but the problem is he's only started in 28 games, I believe, out of 65. Not started, appeared. So he's been hurt. He's been on IR more than he's been on the field. Mm-hmm. So you sign to a one-year deal um, to see, try to keep him healthy, face healthy. You know, you reward him, kind of like how they did with Charles Harris, how they did with Josh Reynolds, how they did with these other guys they brought in, they reward them. But the thing is with Elliot, I'll say this. A lot of people think safety could be out of the question. We just said this guy's always hurt, and the Lions don't have much after Walker and Elliot. So I still wouldn't rule out safety at 32, 34, or even in the third round. Yeah, no. We could rule out safety at two, though. I could say that confidently. We could rule safety out. I right hope, two. yeah. I don't. I personally don't see it with Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. So. No, but, I mean, Deshaun Elliott, I mean – you brought up some great points. A young player, he'll be turning 25 next week. It's a guy who started in this league and has been good in this league before. In 2020, started in 16 games, played in all 16 games, and he was good. He was a good football player, hard hitter, and he just kind of fits in that that category you're looking for. A guy that is not making the big money right now, kind of looking for a second chance to rebound and maybe make that big payday in 2023 and whatever, right? And this is a good opportunity for him. I mean, the line safety room is very depleted right now. I just mentioned it. You don't really have much after Tracy Walker. So a guy like Deshaun Elliott, granted that they could still draft the guy, obviously, at 32 or 34 or any point in, during this draft, and that guy could for sure start at some point. 
Um, Elliot's going to get a very fair opportunity in training camp in the preseason to really prove himself to maybe be a guy, maybe be a starter and prove that he could be a guy going forward. And with the lines in here, they gave him a one-year deal, I think $3.5 million, something around that ballpark. So nothing too crazy. So it's a very low-risk, high-reward type signing. It's a guy who's been good in this league before, but then there's obviously – the cons, just like Pierre mentioned, you know, he hasn't been healthy. He's, he's been on IR more than he's been on the field. So, I mean, your best ability is your availability. And that's one of the biggest knocks on a guy like Deshaun Elliott. But, you know, maybe he proves himself this year and he has a good year with the Lions. And like I said, in a very depleted safety room, a very young safety room, he's getting a legitimate opportunity to prove himself. So we'll see what he could do. I mean, it's really make or break for him. And this is one of the better opportunities in the NFL for a guy like this to come in and uh, command a starting job potentially, and we'll see how the experiment goes. So overall, I mean, it's pretty exciting. I mean, he's a young player, and maybe you get one of those Charles Harris. Maybe you get one of those Josh Reynolds where he could kind of potentially be a building block. Like, again, he's not going to be the best player in the field ever, but he could be a building block. He could be a starter potentially. He could be a good rotational player for you. Who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll obviously get to observe that this season with Sean Elliott, but Malcolm would, What's your thoughts? The Lions make a, a late splash in free agency going after a guy like Deshaun Elliott. What's your thoughts on going after a guy like this? I mean, I want to I want to necessarily call it like a splash, but it was it was a solid move. <laughs> it was a solid move, man. And you're looking at um Elliott. He's a guy that I, I talked to a lot of Ravens fans, and they 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 thought highly of him. You know, there is they think that he had a lot of potential that that the Ravens coaching staff has not got out of him. And they think that he could be a lot better than he is. And I think him coming to Detroit, coming to our coaching staff, RB Pleasant, Aaron Glenn, there's a big chance they could get the best out of him. Now, he's been injured. <laughs> that, that's the big thing. Is he going to stay on the field? Is he going to be healthy? It, it, it's really up to him on what he wants to do in Detroit. Could he be a starter in Detroit? Could he be the starting safety next to Tracy Walker? Absolutely. I mean, he could be. But he also could be a rotational guy. Who knows? It all depends how he looks at the situation, how he attacks it, and, you know, can he improve? You know, he's been a solid player in Baltimore, but can he improve? Can we get that same effect that we've seen from Charles Harris and those other boys that came in and didn't have that much of a, you know, solid career so far? I mean, he's he been solid. But, like, can we can he elevate his game and be that solid starting safety in the NFL. That's what that's what we want to see. Now I, I don't think this I think this definitely eliminates, you know, well, I, I didn't give him a chance of drafting Kyle Hamilton at two. I, I just thought that was ridiculous to begin with. The safety at two, I thought that was ridiculous, but I don't think that eliminates a, a safety at 34 or 32. No, absolutely not. I mean this is at the end of the day it's a one year deal. It's not a lot of guaranteed money. And if it doesn't work out, okay. And nice doing business with you, Deshaun Elliott. You can go test the market after this year. Like there's no commitment long term to him. It's really just kind of a make or you know make or break for him. Could, could you prove to be a guy? And is it going to be with us or is it going to be with another team? So it's just a really good audition for Deshaun Elliott, and you're getting the first dibs to work hands on with him essentially to see if he's worth to be that guy. And where you are with the team right now, you don't have much expectation much expectations to have these big market wins and um, compete for the division right now, and that's okay. So this is a good opportunity to see if you could get a guy maybe going forward when you have those expectations of winning because, frankly, you're just not there right now. So 
that's completely fine. And it's a good opportunity for, for Sean Elliott. And it's a good opportunity for the Lions coaches to have to get their hands on him and, and see what they could do with him and see if he's a guy going forward. Yeah. And, and you could tell that he is a kneecap biter. Yeah. Whoever seen that, that highlight of him tackling, you know, he gave, he gave Derek Henry the hit stick, you yeah. know, he is a kneecap biter. And I'm pretty sure Dan Campbell saw that clip. was like, yeah, let's bring him in. Let's bring him in to see what he could do. So, and I, I mean, it, it's what it is, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like I said, nothing significant, nothing that you see this news. It's going to be like, oh, wow, we got this guy. Like, no, you're not, you're not doing that with Deshaun Elliott. It's just a guy that's going to compete and a guy who could potentially be a guy going forward for you going forward. So, We'll see. All right, Peter, do you got anything to add on Deshaun Elliott or we get into those? Yeah, just something real fast. Um, yeah. I believe it was Jeff Risen. He said that the like Brad Holmes and the Rams uh, front office, they loved him in the pre-draft process. So He went in the sixth round, I want to say, right? Yeah, he didn't go in the sixth round. round. Yeah, the, the, rate, the Rams apparently liked him a lot in the pre-draft process. So, and, that, and that's a team, I know they didn't pull the trigger, but that's a team that has – historically in the last couple of years have gotten some really good safeties and they've got, you know, they've tested the market and gone to payday. I mean, most recently Josh Johnson and um, you know, they, they've had some really good safeties in, in their team. So uh, that, that, that that's something to, I guess, you know, keep an eye out for if the Rams liked him for sure. Okay. Let's get into this mock draft that I read today on <laughs> ESPN. <laughs> Uh, Mel Kuyper's 4.0 mock draft has uh, officially been released, and I'm not going to read every pick that you know every team made. I'm just going to read off what the Lions did at pick two, pick 32, and pick 34. And I just want to get you guys' thoughts. Let's go pick it. Let's go pick by pick. Let's get our thoughts on it, and then we'll keep it moving. Let's start off with pick number two. Um, Malcolm, if you had to take a guess, if I if I didn't if you didn't read this, who, who would you have guessed Mel Kuyper would have taken here at pick two for the Lions? I have to take a guess. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, I already know who the hell he picked because yeah, I know. Obviously, I know. But if I didn't read this, and if I take a guess who Mel Kuyper will mark to Detroit, I would say it'd be Kyle Hamilton. 
Okay. I'm like, yeah, that, maybe that, that's what that's what I would think, but is something even more ridiculous than that. Yeah, like maybe Kyle Hamilton, you know, maybe Kayvon Thibodeau, maybe Malik Willis. Like, yeah, th- th- those I could see the the reasoning and rationale behind that. Maybe I, maybe I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even go that I wouldn't even go that far and say Thibodeau and those guys because usually Mel Kuyper is he, he's usually off on this. Well, I didn't want to go that far, but yes, he, he's usually he's usually off on this. So I had to go to an angle where this this might not happen. I'll say maybe Kyle Hamilton, maybe Evan Neal, or or Evan Neal to Detroit. I'll, I'll think something like that. But I I I didn't think this pick. This is new. I I, I, this is probably the first one I heard. I mean, I heard some people talk about it, but I didn't think anybody was bold enough to mock this person to Detroit. And a guy that works for ESPN. <laughs> I, I, I I've been wanting, I've been trying to figure this out for the longest. Like how I, I'm not going to do that to that dude, but yeah, go ahead and just say the pick. Just just who did Sauce he pick? Gardner. Sauce, Sauce Gardner, cornerback from Cincinnati, former Detroit native. Well, not well, he's a Detroit native still, but he's he went to MLK. Went to MLK High School. Sauce Gardner, yeah. pick two. I'll say this, guys. Yeah, Pierre. This this might not be a popular opinion. I don't. I personally don't want Gardner at two, but I take Gardner over Hamilton. I don't hate that. Don't want either of them, but I don't hate that take. If you had to I pick mean, one, take him. If I, if I had to pick one, I don't. A, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 honestly I don't probably, know. I probably would go Gardner. I, I honestly agree with that. I, th- I think I would take Sauce Gardner over over, over Kyle, Kyle Hamilton. Hamilton. I don't. I don't know, man. First of all. Kyle Hamilton, Kyle Hamilton might be the better player. And it's the bigger need. Yeah. No, no, positional value, both are just out of out of questions. No, they, 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 neither of them makes sense here. Neither but, makes sense. But I'll say this, though. If for some reason Brad Holmes was high and pick and did the pick and drafted a corner at two, I think were, I think I think the people in Detroit were riot. Not because not because Sauce Garner, not because he, he's a bad player, but you're gonna pick. You you told me in the last three years you're gonna go three. You're gonna go you're gonna go two cornerbacks in, in the, the top, top three. In the top three. Oh well, Malcolm. To be fair, um, I don't think Brad Holmes is Bob Quinn. Brad Holmes like proved last year he wants to build from the inside out, not from the outside in. Yeah, we we know he's not gonna do this. Absolutely yeah. not. There's no way in nothing that would make him do. It. But this, I was saying like if if he was drunk and decided to put this pick in by accident. <laughs> Can you imagine being drunk on draft day? <laughs> right, right, right. Come on, let's be uh, no, I'm just saying, like, that's the what only are, way I can see something like this happening. One of the biggest days of his life, he's drunk and, and, on and, draft And if this day. did happen, and if this did happen, I think the, it'll rub, I think, I don't know who will be okay with this. I don't know what fan would say, oh yeah, Saul's gone here, let, let's do it. I, mean, I just don't know. Especially after seeing what there's fans okay with Kyle Hamilton though. So what's wrong with this one? If, if I get fine, that. If you're I, fine I, with Kyle that. Hamilton, why are you not fine with Sauce Gardner? Because I think I think they they saw what happened with Jeff Okuda, and it's, it's, it's not it's, it's kind of messed up to say, you know, because it's not his fault that he got drafted. It's the old regime's fault for doing that, making that pick. But I think seeing that is going to rub him off the wrong way. It's kind of like where you had those fans who weren't too happy about drafting T.J. Hawkinson because they were still negged out about having drafted Eric Ebron that high, I think it'll be like that kind of same effect. I understand that, but like, I, I'm not even trying to justify Sauce Gardner right now, but as a pick right now, but I'm just saying you can't, 
go from PTSD of a previous guy that was drafted in that position, a position, and, and compare that guy to that to that person. Like, like that was not fair to TJ to compare TJ to Eric Ebron. Like, that was not fair, and it's not fair it's not. to compare Sauce Gardner to Jeff Okuda. It really isn't. It's not. It's not. But it, it just—I understand why you have the crazy. PTSD. Yeah, and I, and I would never do it, but, but like, but I just want to know the logic. I just want to know the logic between the, the logic of drafting him because it's not a big deal. Like it's not it's not a big need. I mean, the position value is not there. So what what was his thought process of? I got you. Blocking? You want you, you want to hear you, you want to hear the thought process? What's the thought process of it? All right, this is from Mel Kiper. Can I interest Can I interest you in a six three six three foot corner with long arms and four one four point four one forty yard speed who didn't allow a single touchdown in coverage in college? That's Gardner, Kuiper wrote. The Lions have several needs and will likely jump at 800 if he somehow fell there. If they can get someone, something out of Jeff Okuda, the number three pick into the 2020 draft, who has only played 10 games in two seasons, they could have a much improved secondary. There, there you go. That's Kuiper's, but, that's Kuiper's thoughts. Like, my thing is, bro, like, has this guy, have you guys watched, like, these guys that are saying corners, have they watched the Lions passers the past three, four, five years? Like, no. have they seen it? No, no, they have not. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. I don't I just, think they even know who's on our roster. He didn't even bring up. He didn't even bring up nothing about Amari Warrior. He just brought up Jeff Fakuda. He just brought up Jeff Fakuda. It's in his eyes. The Lions only have one corner, and he's hurt, and he hasn't proved himself. He said nothing about Jerry Jacobs. He hasn't said nothing about if found you, want to found you. He said nothing about anybody. He just brought up Jeff Fakuda. I, I, me personally. I think cornerback could be, could be, our deepest position that we have on our roster, if it works out. Now these a lot of these guys are banged up and they're coming back, but it really could be one of our deepest positions outside of our offensive line. Death wise, I think you know on our roster. So so why why would they draft Sauce Gardner? That that's such a luxury pick for the Lions there if they win Sauce Gardner, like that's just such a luxury pick. Like that's like basically saying. We have every position filled out. We think we're a really good team, and we're really just missing one starter. So we're going with Sauce Gardner here at pick two. That's what it is. See, we I don't were not in that position. That, Tyler, I don't think it means that necessarily because Sauce Gardner is, is a really good player, right? Yeah. I think, I think what the what Mel Kuyper didn't bring up was like, we're, we're, for example, do you guys know where he gave Thibodeau and Walker and, and those pass rushers? They went three and four. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the guys, yeah. I mean, I don't. Like the Lions just passing them with the Texans and the Jets take them. And right then here's there. my favorite thing, right? At 34, he gives him David Ojabo, who just ruptured his Achilles. Like that's a pass rusher, but what? Yeah, he he expects us to have no pass rush again, and have us cover these guys forever. You want to yeah. hear pick 32? You want to hear pick 32? Yeah, yeah, they're going to pick 32, man, because pick pick two was an absolute disaster. That's an yeah, F. That's an so, F. So so F. stick. We're sticking in the we're sticking in the secondary. Lewis seen safety Georgia. Now that's one I love. I'm yeah, it's that. a good pick. But then if you take Sauce Gardner at two and then take Lewis Seen at thirty two, no, like forget that. Forget what he did at two. Whatever. If the Lions took Seen at thirty four, I mean at thirty two or thirty four, I'd love that, bro. No, I I, right. I would agree absolutely. Yeah. But in this circumstance, that's terrible. So yeah. Tyler, you are correct. You're absolutely right. I mean, the Detroit Lions, if they do this draft the right way and they end up getting Lucene, 
that is phenomenal. You know, you, you address your issue with your second overall pick, and then you come back, you get your safety. But if you're going to draft a corner for your second overall pick and then drafting a, a safety with the pick 32, using your two first-round picks on your secondary? Like, who is this guy, Patricia? And then Malcolm, and then pick 34 is an edge rusher who just ruptured his Achilles, and we don't know if we'll ever get a speed back and that athleticism back. Like, what? Who is this guy, Patricia? Like, <laughs> this guy is starting from the back to the front. He believes be in honest, building. Bro. He believes in building from the back end to the front. I, I don't. I don't think Kuiper um, watches much of the Lions. I think he's just. He just filed it to ESPN. Here's my mock draft. It's like a homework assignment. You know, when you were like a kid in school, you had to get a homework assignment done, and if you completed it, like you got points for it. Of I still course. do that. Oh, I don't get points though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what. Uh, that's what Mel Kuiper did. So he, they, they told him, "Yo, you got to write a mock draft." I was like, oh, I'm just gonna write this mock draft. Whatever. I mean, like, I'm just gonna bullshit this. Did ESPN say like, this. you know what? Make it creative. Make it different. Make it something we have never seen before. And I think Mel Kuiper took that to heart. <laughs> <laughs> I I've mean, like, what, really... what else could we get? Like, what else could I say to this? <laughs> oh man, I've really been a fan of Mel Kuiper from the beginning, but. Uh... You know, good and well, that's your go-to, man. Don't act like he's not your go-to, Pierre. Hell no. <laughs> Come on, man. There's Mel. No, he doesn't. He he be off, man. This the like you you're right, man. Like, I don't see a situation that he knows what's going on in Detroit. Because for him to draft a corner with the second world pick, he's just saying that Detroit don't have a corner. We don't have nobody but um, um but Jeff, and he's been hurt. Which but like that, not, not that's not, not not even the case. I I just I, I still don't understand the pick. I just don't understand. Like Tyler, maybe... I just told you what it was, bro. Like just, <sighs> just turned in this assignment without. I mean, I want to actually. exactly what it is. I want I want a legitimate football answer. I don't want. There is no bullshit. football answer. That's what I'm there saying. No like, answer. what what is the football responses? I don't need the bullshit that like he he, he just had to turn something in. Right? That's, really man, Tyler, that's what happened. Is that how lazy we're getting now? So yes, this, yes, that's, that's the only logical explanation of what's going on right now. This could be like you know how writers sometimes want to get people's attention, so they write yeah. something that's going to garner attention, get some clicks, and you know now clicks makes money. It could also be that. Like, yeah, and that's absolutely what we're doing right now. We're talking about it. Yeah, yeah, we are. That, yeah. That's, he won. That's so he won. He's a winner. That's probably he, he, he won. He won. He is the I, winner. I but and it like makes I, no sense. Like that. That's just I don't. Let, okay. Let's 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 go into the the next pick because th- these first two picks in in this order is beyond me. This this, this is crazy right now. So who did he pick at thirty four? Well, Pierre spoiled it already, but yeah, uh, he, he, David Ajabo, edge rusher, Michigan. I mean, I he had a spoiler, bro. It was just it was a disaster. <laughs> he just ruptured his Achilles, and he is that is the only pass rusher he has us drafting. And he only did, he only he only did a two round mock draft, so I don't. Oh, know. Oh, this where. is it. So yeah, this, this is it. This is all he did. This is all he did. Yep. Thank God. I don't want to know. I don't want to hear. It. I don't want to know who else he drafted. <laughs> you don't want no more of this mock. Oh hell no! I, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't imagine. This is awful. Yeah. This is this is probably the worst two round mock draft I've ever seen. So if the Lions came up with three picks, and <laughs> we're recapping April thirtieth when, when the draft is over. And I tell you, it's Sauce Gardner, Lewis, oh, and David Ajabo. Oh, my God. What's your response on the podcast the next day? I am slapping somebody. Somebody's getting slapped. Somebody. Somebody in Allen Park. I don't know who it is. It could be the lady at the front desk. I don't know. 
Yeah, you can't smack the lady, but you're gonna miss someone at the lines from somebody at the front desk. Somebody, uh, welcome to Ellen Park. Yo, it, it can't it can't be a lady though, Malcolm. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who's gonna be. It's gonna be somebody. I'm like, give me Brad Holmes. Somebody. Oh man. So this you're gonna Will Smith them basically. We'll see somebody getting Will Smith today. If that those are the, the, the three picks. I can't I even. Know. I you know how day one and day two there's obviously like the day gap, so like you actually have to like sleep on it. Like I don't know if I could even sleep on Sauce Gardner being the pick. Weird as. So like I, I just don't know how I would feel if I heard Sauce Gardner was the pick, pick number two for the Lions. I just don't know how I would feel. And it's crazy because he's he's actually he's he's raw. He he's dope, but you know he's a good player. He's a good corner. He's a really good player. Could he could be the best corner in this draft? I mean, as far as talent wise, he, he's showing that he's the best prospect as far as a corner. But could end up being you know depending on the right situation, could be the best I corner. Be honest, guys, I like Stingley more. You like Stingley more? I mean, I, yeah. I don't know, man. I, 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 they're, they're both really good corners. But like they're I said, he, yeah. I mean, I think he had a shot. Yeah, he, he had a shot to be the best corner in this draft. So it's not really a knock on him. It's just we don't need that. We just don't need a goddamn corner at two. Like that yeah. is. Not, like, not 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 good. And Sauce, like no offense to Sauce either, good player, but I don't even think he's the best player available at two. Like take out positional need, just put the best player available. I don't think he's the best player available that would be available at pick two for the Lions, assuming Hutchinson's gone. I think there's better options. Taking out positional. Duh. Players. Duh. Damn near everybody's a better option than that at two. Well, that's my point. Is like I, I don't see a football res- like I don't see a football answer. To this it's not you're not going the BPA approach in my opinion because Sauce Gardner's not the best player available at two, and you're definitely not going the positionally. So like, what are we doing here outside of a bullshit? He's trying to fill in a, a crazy mock, and we're talking about it. Is that the only reason that we have behind that Mel Kiper released this? Maybe maybe he wanted to piss us off. Maybe he was like that's he woke what I'm saying. Like, is, is that he woke only- up? Maybe he woke up and was like, you know what? How can I piss off the Detroit Lions fan today? How can I piss off the whole entire fan base of the Detroit Lions? I got it. I'm going to do a mock draft, and I'm going to have him pick Sauce Gardner. <laughs> that's, that's the way he woke up today. I mean, that's the only logical explanation for this mock. This is enough. Or, or it's the homework assignment thing where, you know, like you have that homework assignment, you just bullshit and turn it in. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, we're not even bringing up valid football points to why we're – like, we can't even think why Mel Kuyper could even put Sauce Gardner at two. We literally you know have what? no football answer. We're putting – you know our two responses right now? Malcolm's response is that he wants to piss off Lions fans. And your response is that this guy's a lazy fuck and didn't want to you know <laughs> put what? together a legitimate mock. You know, Tyler, I think, you know, maybe there's somebody in this room that could shed some light on this mock draft. Oh, no. Maybe somebody can can tell us, be like, yo, you guys don't get it. You, you, this is the, the I want right to hear. I want to hear. Maybe hear there's somebody here that I can tell us this. that this mock makes sense. Because I'm, I'm lost. I'm lost. I'm, I'm flabbergasted from this from this mock draft. Or, like, if they have any other questions here about the draft, free agency. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean. We'll tell, tell me I'm crazy. I want to. I want to know if I'm crazy here. Is there anyone on this hill I, with Mel I, I think. I think there's a chance that somebody could tell us that we're crazy. All right. I think well, there's a shot as a guy. I think he's been waiting for a while. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna bring him on. I think there's a shot. There's a chance here. I don't know, but he might be able to say you guys are. You know, this is the right way. Mike, <laughs> what's going on, man? What's going on, Mike? <laughs> that person ain't you. That's for sure. 
mean, maybe another one in this crazy ass chat. It ain't me. That's for sure. No, I, I think I think when I, I listen to that first draft podcast all the time with him, and I think Mel Kuyper does it a weird way. I think he does it if he was the GM, not what he thinks is going to happen, but he would do. But I could be wrong. I mean, he's he's getting a little up there, so I would assume that he's just like you said, phoning it in or something like that. You know what I mean? He doesn't watch a lot of Lions. I I doubt he even watches a lot of NFL football outside of like Baltimore Ravens and some people on the East Coast, but. You know, I think it's pretty silly when you look at it. I like the the signing, the the safety signing. I don't think he's going to be any great shakes, but I think that protects us from having because I think what you're seeing now and why you're seeing these later signings is they're probably doing the reconnaissance and they're probably noticing that there's probably not the guy. The guy they want is probably not going to fall to 32. So they're probably like, you know what, we let's make sure we get a guy who can at least start. Or play for us, so we're not stuck without having anyone. So I like that fact, because last year, he went into the draft probably thinking he could move back and accumulate more picks and wasn't able to, and came out of the draft with a lot of roster holes. So I think that this year, he's learning more of, let me make sure that I get my roster holes at least filled with startable players. And and if the draft falls the way I want it to, great. If it doesn't, at least I have going to training camp in the season with some with some solid players. So I think you take that uh, approach and I think that's a good approach, but I think the pick, I think we're all overthinking it, dude, the, the pick, the value, it's position value, best player. It's going to be Thibodeau. You know, I mean, there, I think that's, that, that's what it has to be. I, I can't see it given the need, given the positional value and given the five years uh, having them under contract, I just can't see them not going after a, a pass rusher. You know what I'm saying? It just it makes too much sense to go pass rusher here. And, like, I thought everybody was on boat with that. Once we locked those top two – once we locked the top two pick in this draft, I thought everybody in the fan base was on board with that. And I feel like we give the draft so much time because we locked up that top two draft pick in early January. And we have to wait all the way till late April. And we need stuff to talk about. Like, I thought this was going to be such an easy draft process going from when we locked that top two draft pick – from that top two draft pick, from when we locked it till now, I thought this was going to be such an easy process. I'm like, it's either Hodgson or Thibodeau, and, and that's it. And then we're going to all be content with that. But we gave these fan, we gave the fan base, we gave these writers too much time, and we're hearing a new name. It seems like every week now. It, it started off with of Malik Willis, yeah. then it was Trayvon Walker, and now we're hearing Sauce Gardner. Like it's just getting I, crazy. Tyler, I do think the Trayvon Walker stuff, though. I think that's legit. Oh, I, I can't. I can't under. I, I don't I'm know. How, I, like, top he's not my number one choice, yeah. right? But if they took him, I wouldn't be mad about it. Like I'd be like, okay, like they have a plan for him. Yeah, I think I think if they took him, it would be based purely on the fact that they like his mentality, like not necessary, and his maybe his ability to mold him. I mean, listen, this is a great coaching staff, so they right. they will be able to mold players. I just think that you know. I think there's something about Thibodeau that rubs people the wrong way. I mean, there's no question about it, right? This guy went from being the number one guy, number one guy coming out of high school. You know what I mean? There's something about this kid that rubs people the wrong way. But I think when push comes to shove, when you're picking in the top three or picking in the top five, it's more about not fucking it up than getting the the super, super pick. And I think that if you you gotta hit doubles and triples when you're when you're when you're picking in the top five, top ten, 
and it, 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 Thibodeau is just he's at worst case a double best case he could be a potential home run but more than likely he's going to be you you have to kind of your draft strategy has to be based on that you know what I mean like Sauce Gardner is good but I, I, I think that, that, that it's got to be positional value and it's you, you got you got to hit triples and doubles you can't can't come out of this draft without having a Pro Bowl player you know what I mean now, now Mike if they trade back like let's say to like let's say eight or nine or whatever and Gardner's the best guy on the board sure you could take him there like that that makes sense but if you're picking like at two three four whatever like in the top four I think you take an edge rusher like if you're Brad Holmes yeah. but if you trade back where those edge rushers are off the board and Gardner is your best player on the board. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Like, no, it's different. That's definitely different. Yeah. The, the strategy changes, and then you could be more open-minded to looking at other positions. Like, you're not right making yourself exclusive just to quarterback or just an edge rusher and offensive lineman. At that point, when you're getting to the bottom half of the top 10, you could open up. Yeah. You could be more open-minded, and you could look at more positions. But where you're sitting at right now, pick two, and I think they should stay – put at pick two unless they get some crazy offer of, of a team trying to trade up, which is possible. We'll see. Um, but I, I think you should really, at this point in the rebuild, just go out and get one of these edge rushers. You have an opportunity to get an edge rusher, which is really hard to do. And these guys are worth the pick. And yeah. I think it's just, it's just, it's as simple as that. I you got to stick with the positional value. You just, I mean, when it, when positional value and need like match, I mean, that's a no brainer. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like you can't right. – if you start overthinking it, that's when you make reaches and that's when you fuck up. You know what I mean? You yep, just yep. got to take the positional value. Even if he's a, a really good 12-sack-a-year guy, maybe he's not a 20-year guy or 18-year guy, but like a that's 12 fine. guy. I mean that that will be productive enough to be the second pick overall, yep. you know? So – Yeah, no, sure. I, I mean we don't we, – I think – I'm sorry, Malcolm. I, I just wanted to get this out really quickly. Yeah, Not yeah, everybody ha- has to be a superstar. Like you, like whoever you get at pick two doesn't have to be TJ Watt. doesn't have to be Miles Garrett. Would that be nice? Obviously. But we're just asking for productive football players and good football players, a guy that could be that guy for you. He could be your anchor to your, to your defensive line. He doesn't have to be the best guy in the league. I thought Malcolm made a great tweet today. It's like Max Crosby. Just look at him. He's a team leader. If, if Kayvon Thibodeau could be that – Mm-hmm. That that is more than a justifying the pick two, and, and no doubt, in my opinion. Yeah, somebody got a double team or somebody who can make an impact. But exactly, what do you guys think about like the protection of that thirty second pick, man? That's becoming such a weird pick because I think it's becoming like I think they're getting a little bit nervous. Hence, like you know, the signing of Shark, the signing of you know of Elliot. Like they're filling these specific needs knowing that I think 32 might be a crapshoot or they might look to trade out of it. But like, do you think that the, you know, the 32nd pick, you know, I, that, that maybe they're filling these holes because they're not confident in the guy they probably want with those picks It's probably because a lot of these guys that, that like were good, like good for them, like Brisker and scene and some of these guys, there could be, you know, pretty much gone by 32. You, you think that that's kind of what they're thinking while we see, cause you normally don't see these like, leading up to the draft late signings, you know? Um, I don't think it's that. And I, I disagree with you. We do kind of see these signings before the draft. Like some teams just want to like get a guy just in case they miss on their guy or something. Right. And re- regarding the safety position. So they, they've looked Kyle Hamilton had a visit or he, he's going to come here. Kirby Joseph was in town, I believe yesterday. That's a safety that Love could him. be in play at 66. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Joseph had five picks, uh, has the range, has the length that teams love with safeties. Yeah. Um, obviously, has some things needs to clean up, but at 66, I think that's great value for a guy like Joseph. Um, if, if you want to look maybe a little later in the third round, like a Brian Cook, a Nick Cross, right? Um, if you want to look at that pick 34, maybe like Brisker, Scene, Jalen Petrie. Um, Petrie more of a slot. What do you think he's more of a slot? I don't know if he's going to play. He's kind of like Daxon Hill, but not as good as Hill. He could play safety and the slot, right? So, yeah. yeah. Uh, Listen, I'll let some other guys get up here and spit, but, but I love what you guys are doing, man. Thanks for everything. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, thanks for coming Mike. on, Mike. 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 Right, care, Mike. Yeah, have a good one, bro. You too. Yo, really quick, man. About Trayvon Walker, I want to say this, man. I just want to get this off my chest. Just about Trayvon Walker, before you bring up the next speaker. I I mean, I, just because of the last episode with Eric Slit, and if you guys haven't listened, I recommend you definitely tune in. He is ama- he does he does ama- an amazing job. And boy, I'm telling you, like he kind of put the Trayvon Walker in the back of my head now. Just from listening, just from doing the episode with, with Eric Slit. That Trayvon Walker is like in the back of my head now. I, I mean, I don't know, man. First, I was out of this guy, like, what the? Why would they do this? But he brought up some really good points that, if, like, if they did draft him, I wouldn't be as pissed off about as I would have been originally. If they go Trayvon Walker, I would be able to sleep on it. Like, I could sleep on it. And I could see the plan. Like Pierre brought it up, I could see the plan with Trayvon Walker. I wouldn't necessarily agree with going that route. But I see the plan. I see the idea of why you go that way. Um, but I, I just think, just kind of like what Mike said, like go out with a guy who's produced at a school with less talent and he, he did a really fine job. A guy who's been considered a number one pick. He's been a top guy in his high school class. Like, the, like Kayvon Thibodeau is just more of a guarantee to me. And like Trayvon Walker maybe have the potential to be a better player than, than Kayvon Thibodeau. But I just don't know if I'm willing. I obviously I'm not making the pick, but I just don't know if I'm willing right now to sit back and, and take the chance with the ceiling of Trayvon Walker. I'm kind of just let me go get my double at the very least because I know Kayvon Thibodeau at the very least is going to be a good football player. Could Trayvon Walker yeah. be better? Sure, but like if they're both good and maybe Trayvon Walker's a little better in like three four years, I'm still content with Kayvon Thibodeau. That's just how I feel. And, and I, I would still be okay with it. I could still justify the pick four years later if Kayvon Thibodeau be the, uh, ends up being the guy who I think he's going to be. Yeah. I, I'm still – my pick right now is still Thibodeau. I haven't switched my pick. Yeah. But I'm just saying just doing – listening to Eric Slip for a whole hour, <laughs> talking and pretty much justifying Trayvon Walker. And I'm telling yeah. you guys, if you have not listened, go back to our last episode and, t- and tune in. You might think differently of Trayvon Walker. Our last two guests, our last two guests have been on the Trayvon Walker hype trend over Kayvon Thibodeau. So, like, yeah, there's yeah, other they people. have, they have, and they're not the only ones. There's a lot of people, a lot, oh, of, a lot of analysts, a lot of analysts have Trayvon Walker over Kayvon Thibodeau just because of that factor of him potentially being better, you know. And just because of that, man, I think right now is like, all right, I want Thibodeau, but if they made that pick and they went Trayvon Walker, I, I get it. That means Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell, they believe they can turn this guy to an absolute freak. Yeah. And again, That's I, the... yeah. And again, I'm not here making the pick. I'm not the one making the pick of who, who to decide between Thibodeau or Walker. But like, 
if it is me, and, and it, at the end of the day, this is not going to matter because in two to three years, we'll ultimately see who's going to be the better football player. But I will say on draft day, if they do make that pick, I'm not going to be jumping. I'm not going to be doing backflips if we go Trayvon Walker. I, I, this is just a wait and see. I want to see what happens. So, so, you're not, right. so it's safe to say you will not have the Panesul reaction if they Absolutely draft. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, right now, my mindset is edge rusher or trade, or trade back. I don't care who it is right now. Edge rusher or trade back, goddammit. Mine is edge rusher. Um, if you really love Malik Willis and you think he's that guy, or Malik Willis, or trade back, right? But there are. Mm, so I, I do want to bring I'm up still... something. So two teams have discussed with teams about trading up, and that's the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New Orleans Saints. We all know who the Steelers are targeting. It's no secret. Malik Willis. The Saints, we don't know who they want. It could be Willis. Pick it. It could be uh, Pickett. Correct. I don't know who it is. Um, yeah. So, and also there's a rumor that Carolina is looking to trade back as well. And also you have to factor the Saints made a trade to get some extra draft capital. They did that trade with the Phillies, so now they got two first-round picks in the top 20. So they obviously have the, the you know the draft capital to move up if they if they end up really liking a guy, if there's a quarterback, which I would, that would probably make the most sense for them to trade up for if they're going to make that move. Yeah, no, I don't think they'll necessarily move up to two. I think they don't no. need to move. Yeah. But if, like, Carolina is willing to move back, and I don't know if Carolina would be willing to trade with uh, New Orleans. Or probably not. Probably not yet. Steelers, obviously, we all know who the Steelers are targeting. Like, I don't know if you guys saw the way Mike Tom looked at Malik Willis. Um, he had those eyes for him, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, the Saints uh, have the, the extra draft capital if they want to make a move, and Again, it, it might not be with your team, the Lions, because pick two just might be way too rich for them because I don't know if the Lions are willing to move back that far in the draft because I think the earliest pick they have is pick 16, and obviously you can get a boatload for that. I just don't know if this staff is willing to go that far, and I don't even know if I'm willing to go that far back as a fan. I think 16 is just – I think we still need to have a top 10 pick at the very least. Personally, I would go that far because when you look at this draft, there isn't like like a Chase Young or like a Miles Garrett. No, there or like isn't. Girl, right? So I feel like the value from, like, it drops a little, but it's not a significant drop-off. You know what I mean? Like, you could still get two really good players at 16. What is it, 16 I and 19? 19. Yeah, I think 19, yeah. Yeah, you could yeah. still get two. Like, for example, Devin Lloyd could be there. Maybe Elon yeah. Burks, Garrett Wilson, Chris Holt, right? Like, you could get two really good players there versus getting, mm-hmm. like, one one of the top players. There. That's not necessarily, like, like the uh, the superstar central type player, but they're the players that could be like a star. Like they're not proven yet. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I understand. I was gonna say, was gonna say from two to two to sixteen, they better give up a lot. No, like, you're gonna they get a give lot. up a whole lot, like a whole lot. Yeah, that's, I mean, I that's, that's a big drop. Yeah. That's a big drop. Now, maybe like if you do like sixteen with like ten or nine or something, it's not as expensive. Yeah. No, I mean, the way I look at it is, like, I still want to have a top five pick, ideally, because I still think the top five has some really good players. Like, I, I still want to end up with one of those three players. If it's Hutchinson, Thibodeau, or even Trayvon Walker. Like, I, I would still want one of those three guys, and I'm just not confident. And I, I don't think they'll be there at 16. So that's why I know you bring up a good point that maybe they're not – like, the drop-off's not that big, but the drop-off is still, like, somewhat significant to me for – for me to take that jump. I'm not willing to go there just yet. But I understand your point. That makes sense. That's fair. Um does anyone else want to come up? If you want to request to speak, you come if up. You have any, 
if you have any thoughts on Mills Kuyper's draft mark or should you talk about should Sean Elliott he wants to talk about you know what the Lions should do at at, at pick two? I mean, this is a debate that's going to probably continue until draft day. As far and as after. what the Lions going to do, and after for trust, me. and after, yeah, yeah, after you're going to have those fans. They're going to say Detroit Lions did the wrong pick. And you're going to have those fans. But Malcolm, you know what I can guarantee you? Two days afterwards, the whole fan base will be on the Kool Aid. Whoever the pick is, I don't care who it is. <laughs> Walker. Uh, it could be, could be, maybe. Most of but it. I, I don't know, man. I think that we're still going to have that percentage. No, yeah, fan that's sure. not going to be happy. They're going to say, "Man, you guys, we really screwed up." So well, we should have drafted Kyle Hamilton. And then you know, and, and then you know what's going to come up? It's going to come a gun at training camp. They're going to talk about it in training camp. They're going to talk about it in preseason. They're going to talk about the regulars. It's yeah, going it's, it's it's to be a never-ending discussion with this. It's going really to happen regardless. Or you're going to say, "So well, we should have drafted Malik Willis." Uh, all right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. Blue. Mean, yeah, what's happening, blue? Blue and silver. Blue and silver, man. What's happening, man? Not much. Um, I was holding my joke in, hoping that uh the Brad Holmes account would leave. And I think he would be the only one that would like give a seal of approval to the <laughs> the Mel Kiper <laughs> mock for us. <laughs> oh <laughs> man. I didn't want to go there. I'm not gonna go oh, there. I'm just gonna leave man. that. I'm, I'm, I, I, I just that, thought it was funny. I, you said <laughs> that, that and I am not I'm not commenting on that. Yeah, I know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, Tad, even though, Tad, even though I kind of was going back and forth to them all day today. Oh no, yeah, I think kinda, I saw it. Not really, not really, not really, not really. But it was just like he thinks Kyle Hamilton. Um, you know, we're going. Yeah, back no, I, I agree. But yeah, um, uh, to like where we're talking about with the safety class, man, I'm very excited about the safety class beyond pick 32 because we have a really good chance of getting a really good safety even in the third round. Yeah. Absolutely, man, and that's why that's what I don't get, man. It's like a lot of the the, the people who want Kyle Hamilton too, like they believe, like I don't know why this is stuck into their head that if we don't draft Kyle Hamilton too, there's no way we're gonna have a good safety duel. It's I like, agree. We yeah, have a lot of picks, guys. We, yeah, we we have a lot of talented kids at the safety position in this draft, and then like you said, Aubrey Pleasant and Aaron Glenn. I mean, what's not to like? That's a great algorithm right there, basically. Yeah, the probably uh, Glenn's last year too with the Lions. So, oh, don't don't say that. Don't say that. Yeah, I mean, if we're being we, we gotta be gotta be realistic, guys. Yeah. I know, I know. We gotta be realistic, realistic here, right? So, and you're probably gonna get maybe Calvin Shepard or Aubrey Pleasant up next, like if they want to promote from within. Those guys are like they're really good at their jobs. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see, but. Uh, with the thing at Kyle Hamilton at two is like we had Tony Paulino on. He literally says like Kyle Hamilton one of the most overrated guys I've ever watched. He said like he'll have like a play where he makes a splash play and then he disappears like for thirty plays and then he comes back towards the end makes a couple more plays. And Eric Schlitt, he didn't necessarily say overrated, but he kind of sort of had like the same comments on Hamilton. He's like, this is a guy who will make plays and he'll disappear in a game and then he'll come back and make more plays. Like, And, and that's just it, the nature of the position. No, and, and, the, and I understand that. Right. No, I, no, I truly understand it. I like the prospect, but I understand because he's that – he's um, not to say uh, Slay was, but remember the, his nickname, Big Play Slay, the one big play, you know, besides his coverage, you know. I, I understand the, the, the criticism a little bit. I understand. I, I, and the thing is, it's not his fault. I mean, that's just the nature of the position. The safety position, right. I mean, he's not going to, a safety is not going to impact the game every single play. The safety is not going to create, you know, all these pressures and make the QB throw the ball fast. He's not going to do that. You know, he's yeah. going to make plays as a safety. And 
it happens that he may go invisible because that's just the nature of the beast. The quarterback can look the other way from him, you know? So it's not his fault. I think Kyle Hamilton is still a really good player. Kyle Hamilton, he, he he's still a really good player. And he, it's to the point that if the Detroit Lions were to trade back to, let's say, six, and he was there and they drafted him, I'd be like, cool. Yeah. It, it is what it is, you know? Six, yeah, seven, totally eight. I'm down with that, but just the, the, the thought of having a safety at two just ridiculous. And and then, I mean, um, t- Tony Pauly today released like uh, like his draft stuff, what he's heard around the league, and he said most teams he's talked to have Cal Hampson a mid first round talent, not even a top ten player. Yeah, no, that came out today that a lot of a lot that of people, was a lot of yeah, a lot of people have him coming, you know, being out of the top ten. I mean, it's realistically, man, you look at the team that's there, who's in dying need of a, a safety. Versus the other players that are there. Yeah. 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 Like, I'd go all line or edge rusher, obviously. I mean, I think those two positions, other than quarterback and receiver, obviously, we, there's no difference maker receiver and quarterback. So, O line and edge are the two, like, those are the premier positions. The You're probably going to see those go in the top 10. Yeah. I mean, Evan Neal, Icky, Trayvon Walker, Kayvon Thibodeau, Aiden Hutchinson, I think we'll all be gone in the top 10. I think we could agree with that. Yeah. Maybe even yeah. Charles Cross, too. I could definitely see that too. Yeah. No, I mean, just look at the nature of look at what teams NFL players pay. I mean, safety is sorry. I don't care if you're the best safety in the league. Like you'll get paid. Marcus Williams, one of the best safeties in the league. He made, I think 14 and a half this year. And I thought I loved Malcolm's point. Uh, Max Crosby, very good edge rusher, but nowhere near a top three, top four edge rusher makes six, $7 million more than the best, you know, one of the best safeties in the market. Like that's just right. the nature of the position. I mean, then edge rushers get paid more than than safeties. Offensive linemen get paid more than safeties. Quarterbacks get paid more than safeties. They're more important. Right. No, I totally understand that. Yeah. And then Tyler, speaking of uh, what uh, what's his face, Max Crosby, bro, he had 101 pressures last year and eight sacks. Yeah. 101 pressures. Like he had 101. Jesus Christ, I didn't even know that. So like he, his sacks might not be there, but this guy's affecting the play like a lot. And that yeah, shows I mean, how important. Like, we're, and we don't consider Max Crosby a top three edge rusher. I don't think we should. I think he's really good. No, but I think there's no. better. I, I think there's better <laughs> no, edge rushers not. in the league. But that shows how. Look how much of an impact. I'm gonna. I'm gonna single out one game specifically because I think a lot of people watch this game. That week 18 game Sunday night Chargers and Raiders. Look how many times Max Crosby's in that backfield, given whoever the tackle at that time versus the Chargers. Every single play is giving him trouble. Every single play is giving him trouble. And if it's not going to be Max Crosby, he's going to draw more attention on the offensive line. He's going to put on, you know, draw more attention to him, and that's just going to free up for your other guys. And you have some good other, you have some other good edge rushers on your team. Maybe they're not that A plus, A A type edge rushers, but if you they know, Kayvon, yeah, if Kayvon Thibodeau hypothetically is drawing double teams or whoever he drafts as the edge rusher is drawing double teams, that's going to make Romeo Carr look like a lot better player. It's going to make Levi yep. Enrique look like a lot better player. It's just going to make your whole defensive line in general look like a lot better. Yep. And the secondary, too. That, too. Absolutely. Okay. That's why I'm, that's, that's I'm big on. We got to get we gotta get one of these edge rushers. Somebody, one of these guys. So, yo, blue and silver. Um, I'm just going to just throw it out there that you're not too fond of Mel's. Those Kuipers. Uh, oh no, 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 hell no! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put that because like, you were talking about you said no to Hamilton, so I'm not even gonna even ask you about Sauce Gardner too. I mean, that just yeah. I, I mean, you you like the players definitely, but definitely not at the those positions. Definitely not. Yeah, that, All right. that was that was crazy. All right, Blue. Well, thanks for coming on.
Thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. All right, I'm gonna bring up um, I'm gonna bring up Monte and then Nick. Okay. Monte, what's happening, man? How's it going, Monte? Hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's up, brother? Hey, how you doing, I'm, man? I'm chilling. You know what I find interesting with uh, the Thibodeau stuff is, I don't, for some reason, people downplay the players from Oregon. Like, because Herbert was quiet and reserved, he fell, you know, not too far, yeah. but, you know, he fell. And we look back on it, he probably should have went higher. But Nate Sewell, he fell, and... I mean, Slater was great too, but him and um, and Sua was were great. And now it's almost like the same thing is happening to Thibodeau, where everybody's—it's it, funny—he's like they just trying to pick apart his game and look for any negative thing they can say to drop him down. When I think he was just probably a little bored with 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 the college game and knew he was going pro. But also, he came back off an injury when he could have easily said, listen, I'm going pro. I'm not going to rehab and come back off this injury and play. So I think that says a lot that he played. But I just find it interesting. The last top Oregon players um, fell a little bit in the draft. Yeah, I and mean, like to answer the question about Thibodeau, he actually played with an ankle injury. He wasn't like at 100% or even close to it. He was dealing with the injury and he played through it. Right, exactly. Yeah. Which I find it. You know what's great? You know what's crazy too, man. Um, Nick Bosa, when he was injured and he was actually cleared to play, and he just decided he's going to get ready for the draft. Nobody that's said nothing smart. about Nick Bosa. Yeah, no, that's a smart nobody said. Nobody said, said nobody said anything about Nick Bosa. Yeah. Now, what if what Nick Bosa would have came back, and you know he already knows he's going to be a top pick. Didn't want to over overextend himself and just not gave it a hundred percent. You know he's coming back off injury. He knows he's going to be drafted high anyways, but. He could have went that route, but he decided to just not play at all. Sounds but smart. nobody said nothing. Nobody, nobody said nothing about him. Yeah, he got a free pass. And, and far as the wide receivers, at first I was I was big on Watson, but the more I've been um, looking up Pickens, uh, I don't know if they'll have their chance. But Pickens or Wat, Watson at thirty two or thirty four, I think, would be big for the Lions. I like me some George Pickens. George Pickens is a really good football player, man. It's a really good football yeah. player. The only, the only thing yeah. that scares me is his injuries. But, uh, I mean, as far as a talent, like, he could be top two, top three receiver in this class as far as talent alone. It's just the injury history. But he's a dog, man. I definitely I love George Pickens. Yeah, his physicality is 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 great. Like, he loves to block. Uh, I don't think he, he can be jammed at the line. Like, any physical receiver who can also, you know, run routes, I'm in all favor for. Like, yeah. Trayvon Burks. It's physical, but I don't know if his hit, if his route running is going to catch up to his physicality. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Also, um, I, you know I, what? I'll honestly with this with this the staff here. I'll honestly be shocked if they drafted a receiver that high. I'm not saying that it's not a big form? need. Yeah, because you I mean you're looking at Brad Holmes and what he normally does, and the the rate the, the 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 Rams what they usually do is they kind of get guys late. Well, not return receivers. Them to They've taken receivers early. They took Van in the second. They took Tutu Atwell last year in the second. Um, they traded for Brandon Cooks a couple of years ago. Traded for Robert Woods. Like they actually put a lot of emphasis into receivers. They value receivers, yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, you know, I'm thinking about what was his name? Um, the Saints. Cooper maybe, with Campbell. I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about Cup. You know, Cooper Cup and stuff like that, and and the way he attacked our wide receiver position last year. 
That's the way I was kind of looking at it. And, and, and the fact that he actually brought everybody back, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if they went that high for a receiver, I mean, I don't know. I'll be shocked. Even though none of these guys are like future pieces, I don't know, man. Bro, if Traylon Burks is there at 32, I'm running and taking him. <laughs> but but it depends on who's there. Tra- Trayvon Burks and um if he's there and and Watson, I gotta take Watson. I'm taking yeah, I mean, Christian Watson because Watson, um I feel like Watson is kinda like Denzel Mims. We thought he was gonna go kind of late first. No, I'm just saying like from a value wise, right? We thought he'd go late right. first, early second, killed in the senior bowl, had a great combine, whatever. He went mid second. And I yeah. feel like that's kinda where um What's his face going to go? Christian Watson, like in that 40s to 50s range. I was glad I was wrong on that because I actually was screaming for the Rams to take Mims. I love that. Kept... Mims. I'm not yeah, still out on that. I think a lot of people wanted a lot, a lot of people I, 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 love, I loved him in that draft, man. I was so high on Mims. I mean, there, was so many, there was so many Philly fans that were so pissed that they passed on Mims. Yeah. So if you think it's the Jets or like it's something going on with Mims is why he's not playing? I think it's a little boat. Yeah, I think he's seeing the scenery. Honestly, that's what I think he needs. Um, we'll see. Who yeah. knows? Or he could just be a giant bus. Who knows? It's possible. Yeah, it's very possible. He could. It's possible. Not I, mean, I still, I still, he's I still, still young, so he still he could. I mean, if we were like, if the lines were take a shot on a guy like Mims, I'd be all down for it just to see what he could do. Honestly, absolutely. Yeah, one year deal, no guaranteed money. Sure, bring that, him aboard. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, I'm not signing to no multi million deal. So I'm gonna take no. a shot at them. <laughs> Hell, Hell no. to the no. No, just <laughs> no. like just like a Deshaun Elliott signing like today. Yeah. Or they got the yeah, Mike absolutely. Hughes signing earlier, DJ Chark, like guys like that. Like that that makes sense, you know, that but, type but, of window. But, but realistically, who would you not who would you be upset that they did that to? No, there's like, not you pretty really. much you pretty much do it to anybody. You take a shot at anybody. Yeah. yeah, I mean low risk, high reward. What's the yeah. there's no risk? Like we we just did it to Jared Davis and we saw, you know, what Jared Davis did in the past and you know we're, we're cool with it because it's a one-year deal no, no guarantee if he and works that, he works if he does he does it you know why because we're in a position where we can do that like if let's say monte monte's a rams fan monte wants guys that he knows that could produce right now he's not taking shots on jared davis to see if he could be a starter oh, hell no i mean what the if you see what the rams is doing it's pissing me off well i'm just saying contenders it's pissing yeah, monte monte you i just want to hear what first of all as a rams fan where are y'all getting this goddamn money from? That's what I, I think everybody wants to know. Where is this money coming from, man? This not in everybody. This well, looks like the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, well, they convert everything. When you got a rich owner, well, all of them rich, but yeah, yeah, super rich. This man money is money, money. Doesn't matter, matter. They just convert everything to a signing bonus. Hey, right? you want to come they, on? They're literally getting everybody. This is crazy. I saw something the other day. It was actually yesterday that they're looking into Stephon Gilbert. Um, Stephon, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah Gilmore. Gilmore and uh, and what? What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Where are they getting this money from? Malcolm, man, that's winning. Winning gets you stuff like this. We don't experience yeah. this. Did they get extra money from like the commission or something? Like he's sliding them checks under the table. Like, hey, go ahead, so, Malcolm, build this, like, go to state, wa- go to state warrior roster. Like, right now. Though, like they extended Matthew Stafford, lowered his cap hit. Um, yeah. They, they still got to restructure AD. Yeah, and AD is probably going to get an extension. So once that extension kicks in, his cap hit goes down again. So they're basically backloading contracts. Yep. 
This is beyond. And that's smart. Me. That's smart when you have a window like this. You got a yeah, yeah. that's playing high right now at a, at a very high ceiling. The Saints are doing that. The Packers are doing that. Um, yeah. All of those teams right now are, are back. Like the teams yeah. are win are backloading contracts. I believe yeah. the Chiefs are doing that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and it could it could obviously bite you ass bite your ass down the line. But when you have a window and you can compete, you got to go for it. And that's what the Rams yeah. are doing right now. And I think they're just showing that the salary cap really doesn't exist if you don't want it to. Yeah, you can manipulate in so many different ways. It's just just being manipulated. And it, think, it exists, um, but it's just manip- being manipulated. Very. Another thing that people don't bring up with the Rams, they always let veterans walk, and they always have guys that they drafted from the previous years or rookies replace them. They do a really good job with that as well. They, they, could, they, they could afford to do that because they have so many cheap contracts on their books. They have a couple expensive ones, but the rest are all cheap, right? Like, because well, yeah. Aaron Donald takes up two, three tackle. Um, so you're able to have average linebackers, which is why I was surprised that we took uh, Bobby Wagner, which I love. But yeah, when so when you got Aaron Donald and he getting blocked by two or three guys, you can have average linebackers because yeah. they're going to get a bunch of one-on-one opportunities. So, I mean, that's that, Monty, right? You replace John Johnson with probably Jordan Fuller, a six-round pick, right? And Fuller right. is a captain. And a starter as a sixth round in the second year, he's a team captain. Like that just speaks to the volumes of work they do on these prospects and how good they are. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Absolutely, I'm still, man, but I'm, I'm still not, shocked when the Aaron Donalds do a lot. <laughs> he oh, has yeah. a, lot, a, lot, a lot of impact of what happens on that defense. It's just like the snacks effect for the Lions. If you want a Lions example, it's the snacks effect in 2018. Yeah. Came and made yeah. the whole defense better. Yeah, just yeah. just oh, change. Wait, just, yeah. Both and going back to or Walker, Hutchinson I was just going to, I was just going to relate that. If you want to go back to the draft, then that's another reason why you go defensive line over a safety in the draft, especially at a luxury pick like number two. Yeah. So Monte is definitely going to say warrior football fan. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a negative New York. Knicks. <laughs> All right, Monte. I appreciate you coming on. Oh, brother. Monte. Congratulations on the Super Bowl. So uh, you and Malcolm are both Knicks fans, huh? Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're, we're Knicks fans. I mean, yeah, I'm at a Knicks fan the, for now. The Rams. Malcolm's got the Lions and the Knicks. That's fucking rough. <laughs> Shut <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> Shut up, goddammit. <laughs> Shut up. All right, Monte. Appreciate it. Have a good night, brother. Congratulations. <laughs> and well, I'm going to kick you off so we don't have to get this debate. But Stafford won that fucking Super Bowl, baby. Jared Goff would never. All right. Bye, Monte. Let's go. I had to get that in there. What that that is messed up, man. Even give him a, a chance to, to defend I himself. I was not. I was not letting him defend himself, <laughs> dude. We got into a debate after the Cardinals game. Made me so mad that day. No, we are not doing that again. Where he tell he's telling me Jared Goff is the same tier as Matthew Stafford. Okay, I mean that's that's not fair, Tyler. Right? I think we have your cousin here. Yo, Nick, what up, What up? Wait, hold on, hold on, Nick, Nick, Nick. I have a question Yo. for you. Sauce Gardner went to MLK. You played MLK in the playoffs before. Did you actually play no, Sauce Gardner? No, bro. Sauce Gardner was at Cincinnati. He, he, shed, he shed on us. The MLK shed on us in the playoffs. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, no, so because Nick played MLK in the playoffs this year. So I didn't know if Sauce Gardner was there at the time. No. So, okay, so he wasn't. No, no, no. Dude, they, they destroyed. They destroyed. It was like. It was like 14-14 at halftime, and they, then they beat us like like 38-14, like out of halftime. They had this guy, his name's um, something – oh, Penny Boone. Penny Boone? Yeah, the running, the running back from Maryland, right? Yeah, bro, that guy, my God, bro. That guy was like 285 pounds playing fucking running back. He was just – he was an animal. He was he was a dog. He was, he was just killing us that day. But, no, I never played against Sauce Gardner in my high school career. <laughs> but, um, okay, yeah. bro – 
I don't know what this dude Mel Kuyper is on right now. Sauce Gardner too. I really don't <laughs> know what the hell is going on over here. This is this is just god awful drafting. I feel like these draft analysis. You guys were just saying this. Motherfuckers just get bored. They, I mean, they had to just dirty, be dirty bored. sprite. Shit is ass. I think it's on dirty sprite. Uh, bath salt could be something, man. Some type of drug. Some type of strong drug. Some type of strong drug. Huh? Like. The teacher gives you an assignment. If you complete it, you get points for it, right? Swear to God, bro. So I feel like ESPN was like, yo, you got to file a mock draft. He's like, all right, I'll just do this shit. Take it. Can't even blame the guy. What is this, mock draft 8? At some point, you just get fucking sick. 4.0. 4.0. I mean, he did the full – didn't he do full seven rounds? I don't know if he did the full set. I know Jordan Reed did, but I don't know if Man, I'm assuming Mel. You get sick Mel of that shit be. four fucking times saying the same shit. Fuck it, you might as well switch it up, get some interaction <laughs> on your shit. <laughs> I mean, bro, what are you doing? He's gonna be the same top three every time. Bro's just gonna be sick of it. He just had to throw some bullshit in, try to get some interaction on it. I mean, bro, they get boring after a while. The pick is simple, bro. We're going Thibodeau number two. I don't even know why we're talking about this still. Thibodeau's coming in at number two. The draft starts at pick thirty-two for the Lions. That's that's really what it is. No, uh, Nick, I agree. I think, like, I don't know if you've listened to our previous episode, but honestly, go listen to it. And I think Trayvon Walker is legitimate in that conversation. Tony Pauline was saying today, multiple teams have him (laughs) as the number one player in the draft. Bro, Trayvon Walker, are we going to do this again? He's a glorified (laughs) Austin Bryant, for God's sake, bro. You're playing on a Georgia (laughs) defense and you get four sacks for me? He's not good. I don't know. Again, again, just, just go back. And I'm going to watch yo, it. Because Jordan Nick, didn't always ask him to rush the passer. Nick, yeah. I'm telling you, man, I was exactly where you were. We talked about this last, we were last uh, live this. episode. Yeah, we were shitting we on, on this guy. Bro, we had Eric Slit on our last episode, bro. We heard this man, this brother, talk for a whole hour about just, Trayvon Walker. Nope, no, but what he was saying was making a lot of sense, and I was like, "Oh shit! Like, what if they draft him?" Now, now I have this in the back of my mind. Like, okay, if they draft him, it may not be the worst case scenario. It might not be that bad. But listen to it. Maybe, maybe after listening to the episode, maybe you'd be like, "Oh, it's not that bad." Man, because at like, first I was like, at it, first man. I was like, at first I was like, "Yo, this can't happen." Like this dude played in Georgia. He wasn't productive. This is not good. But. What they asked him to do, and it, it just all made sense for what Eric was, was was trying to say. Yeah, I mean, right now, I, I right now I'm at a point that I know we need to put pressure on the quarterback. So damn it, just draft a goddamn edge rusher. That's that's all I want right as now. As long as you pick edge, I'm not going to be pissed. But I prefer Thibodeau a hundred times out of a hundred over Trayvon Walker. That's, that's just that's, yeah, me I too. Mean, that's, just, that's just what it is. Me too. I mean, me too. I mean, you just got to shore up that defense, basically. If you go 32 and you grab, like, a linebacker or a safety like you guys are talking about, obviously, um, Elliot's only a one-year deal. It's not like if he goes off this year, he's going to get the bag somewhere else. So, I mean, you get him on a one-year deal, may as well get a safety in the draft, pick one up round one. There's a lot of good safeties to do from Georgia. Scene, Dax Hill's going to be there. Got a ton of dudes at safety at 32. I pick up a safety, like, safety or linebacker late first round, and then go wide receiver with pick 34. And then call it a day. As long as you get edge and other defensive players anywhere with pick 32 and a wide receiver, like a like a weapon pick 34, I mean, that's a dub for day, day one, day two of the draft. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's that simple. It's, it really is that simple. It's like, it's just the key to wait, winning. Then we're going to – then Lions, you know, we'll see what happens. Probably get another seven-win season, four, five, six, seven-win season. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's very possible. We'll we'll see. We'll see how it how it shakes up. Yeah, we'll yes, see sir. What um, Nick, All bro, right. 
I'll see you, you guys. Know. Tyler, right. bro, you gotta hop on chill after this, bro. I'm trying to run. I'm trying to run some games. Okay, I'll be on Xbox in a little bit. Yo, right, guys. Man. Let's go. <laughs> I'll see you. There you go. Tyler, know, we man. have one more speaker. After that, we'll end it. All right, then I gotta go. I gotta get an NHL soon. <laughs> Rico, how's it going, man? What's good, boys? You know, diehard Lions fan. You know, we from Michigan. Uh, I just wanted to run by you now with the Deshaun Elliott uh, signing. He's pretty young with some upside. Does that kind of – I still have some interest, you know, at some point in the draft attacking these DBs, whether that be a corner at safety now. Yeah, Lewis Seen, Dax Hill, like all those guys are probably in that mix. But now with this, do we look for those, like, second, third-tier safeties like the – Kirby Josephs, the Verone McKinley's down the line of the draft, fourth, third, fourth, fifth round, and kind of just address some of those early positional needs that we really have, like a receiver at edge, linebacker, kind of attack those. Now that you, because Elliot's not like a conventional side, like there's upside here with him. So, yeah, I just wanted to get your thoughts. Yeah. So with Elliot, he's only appeared in 28 games out of 65 games. So just with that, I don't think you could basically bank on him starting um what is that 17 games now so i wouldn't rule and it's only a one-year deal so i wouldn't rule out a safety in the first round also but like let's say like they feel comfortable with elliot and maybe there isn't a safety they like in the first or second round then you know in the third round you can still take like kirby joseph brian cook nick cross or like if you wanted to go the fourth fifth round there's some other guys i mean this this draft class is deep I was just going to say that, Pierre. Like, you're not putting all your eggs in a basket, hoping a guy falls 32, 34, and then just taking a guy because you need a safety so bad. Because, I mean, the Lions had to fill in the safety position somehow. And it might have not happened at 32, 34, just because we don't know how the draft board is going to look at that point. So getting a guy like Deshaun Elliott is just a security blanket, just in case maybe you don't get that guy as early as you think you could get him. And, yeah, and then maybe you go in the third round, maybe you go in the – if he can accumulate a fourth round pick, maybe he can go get in the fourth round a, a safety at that point. But I you know I think that they just need a guy, a guy who's had experience, a guy who started in this league before. And I don't think it's ruling out anything. Deshaun Elliott's not a guy that's going to alter any draft strategy, and it shouldn't. So I, I don't think that's that's going to alter anything. So I, I I wouldn't change how you have it. If there's a guy available at 32, 34 that they really like the safety position, I still think they would gladly take it, depending on how the board looks. Yep. Uh, another another follow up question here. Um, I I don't see the appeal at quarterback at two, even though there is a lot of love from Malik Willis. I do believe in that elite upside. What team is gonna take that untapped potential and you know get it cooking? I'm not sure. But uh, what are the thoughts with some of these mocks talking about pick 32, like the Desmond Ritters, the Sam Howells. I, I, I'm not necessarily high on these guys, but is there any guy if at 32 or 34, probably 32 because you want that 50-year extra, you want that 50-year uh, quarterback deal um, that we might be interested in or be considering? Um, <laughs> Go ahead, Pierre. Go ahead, go ahead Pierre, because I, I know you, you can justify Honestly, Malik Honestly, I'm not. Thing. Like, if, if you love a guy, right, if you think he'd be a franchise guy, whether you pick him, whether it's, like, at 1 or 32 or 44, like, wherever you're picking, if you think he could be your guy, you take him. That That's how I feel about the quarterback uh, the debate. I don't think the, the way Campbell was talking about it and the way they've been kind of, like, guessing up golf, I, I don't think they're, they're going to take a guy this year. I, I wouldn't be shocked if they did because they've done some homework on Ritter. They, they, they obviously worked with Howell and Willis. 
So they worked with Bailey Zappi later. He was going to go later in the draft. They, they've worked with these guys, and they, they've had meetings with them and stuff. So I wouldn't be shocked if they go quarterback, but I don't necessarily think they are right now. Could you see it like a Ravens situation where it's like, all right, we don't want him at the top of our like first round, but like if, say, like a Willis is just hanging around there at 32 now, things kind of change there, right? I think, I, if think Willis, I think if Willis is there at 32, I think they'll run to the podium and take him. I don't think he'll be there at 32. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't think I do either. That's too risky, and you, you, you want that franchise pass rusher. Like, I'm all in on Kayvon. That's that's the best upside in the draft. But, but Rico, here's the thing, though. If the Lions believe that Malik Willis is the franchise guy and could be that guy, take I him think at two. you have to take him at two, right? Yeah. Like, there's no waiting game. If you if like, if like you think a guy's – because the most important position in football is quarterback, and if you could get that guy in a rookie deal and you think he's that guy, you have to take him no matter what. And like, why, you even, why would you even take a chance of him potentially falling? Because do you see that Brad Holmes might have two swings at getting a franchise quarterback in these next two years? Because then you have next year, you have multiple first-round picks, and you have CJ and Bryce. So it's like, if we can get Malik at a spot that we like, great. Kind of a la Ravens, where it's like, all right, well, we believe in this kid, but not necessarily wherever we're picking right now. We still want to build this thing out. But hey, if he's at a, a pick that we really like, great. We'll take him. If not, we can swing for the fences on the two two main quarterbacks, and I'm sure a third and a fourth are going to emerge next year, but CJ and um, Bryce in their own right look really good, too. And I mean, I'm not high as Bryce because he's smaller than Kyler Murray. I think CJ's number one. Yeah, I think CJ's number one, too. I'm not high on Bryce Young right now because he's just a small quarterback, um, and I'm not a fan of small special. quarterback. <clears throat> special. Special. Uh, yeah, really I know you're a though. That's the thing with Bryce. Special. Special. It's, it's special. a little different than, like, a Tua. Like, the arm special. challenge is evident. Not that we think so. Epic, oh. but, I mean, he's like a Kyler Murray. No, he's not. Kyler Murray. He's Kyler Murray be a really good quarterback. Kyler, Kyler Murray. Kyler. Bryce he's not. He's not. Smaller than Kyler. He's not. But isn't Bryce like I, six I, foot even? Yeah, he's about six foot even. Six six foot. I don't yeah, think he's he's Kyler is like more like five nine. That's the thing. It's a no, little no, no, different. No, 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 no. he's listed as six foot, but he's not six foot. We'll yeah, find we, out. We, 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 we'll find out. We'll find out the measurements. But I mean, you look at his leadership, how poised he is. Is he's he's different from Kyler? Don't you can't compare those two. Um, I'm saying, like, but, from a size perspective, and like, a from a size perspective, but what does I have to do? I mean, if Kyler wasn't this guy, as far as his leadership was, if his leadership was an ass, we could probably look at Kyler Murray as a very, very, very good top quarterback in the league. Which like a, 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 a lot of people already do. A lot of people already do. A lot of people already do. This draft is going number one, and a Kyler Murray type prospect next year is going number one as well. Absolutely. If I had Kyler's skill traits on a good leader, I'm absolutely. 10 out of 10 taking. So, 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 what, saying, what's wrong with Kyler? If he, if he was a great leader, if he had a Russell Wilson type leadership, what, what will be the knock on Kyler Murray? There is no knock on, there will be no knock on Kyler Murray. I don't but, even um, necessarily think he's a bad leader. I think all of that is just, no, I think he's terrible. I think he's terrible. I think it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's terrible. Terrible. They do yeah, say uh, his body but, language is terrible when you're, when you're yeah, down yeah, for yeah. nothing. I'm telling you, like, I, I literally feel like looking at Kyler Murray, like, sometimes he'd be on the sideline, like, Man, I wonder what it'll be like if I was playing baseball. Like, I really think he that goes through <laughs> his mind every single game, especially when things are not going right. I just have I have a feeling that's what goes through his mind. So, uh, nah, nah. But um, as far as this year and after the quarterback, I I would be shocked. Now I know they're saying you know if you love if you love Willis, take him into. I'll be shocked if they do it because just because Brad Holmes, not Brad Holmes, Dan Campbell said he already came out and said whoever pick at two. Has to contribute for the team immediately. He said that. Absolutely. He, he so those, those were his words. 
What Who's going to be the pick at two? Uh, yep, and a, a quick follow-up on that before you guys answer. Do you guys believe in the smokescreen of Trayvon Walker at one instead of Aiden? And if Aiden is there, are you taking him over Kayvon? Rico, I don't from... think that's smoke. I, I think yeah. the Trayvon Walker I, stuff is real. I think it's real, too, Pierre. I'm glad you said yeah. that. Because, if you had told uh, me this last week, I would have said this is smoke up the ass. But, man, Eric Slit. He's not the best football player of the three today, but they, they're banking on, and you know, these NFL guys are egotistical. They're seeing a great athlete. Uh, well, I think, uh, who's math bomb, uh, who does a lot of lion stuff has him like the third best athletically tested defensive end since he's done that testing. Trayvon Walker's yeah. like three. Yeah. 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 He's a, he's an athletic freak, man. That's what boosts his, his stock so high. I, I think at the end of the day, Hutchinson's going to be the first pick overall to Jacksonville. I would be, I, I just, I don't see him going Walker. I really don't. I, I, I mean, that. I could see Walker because could, when you look at Bulky, bro, he had Alden Smith at San Francisco, and like the athleticism there, what they got out of him, right? And then when you look at um, Walker right now, like the athleticism, they think they could get like potential Alton Smith out of him. Yeah, that, that, um, that's a he, that he mirrors. Well, if that's the case. Why Smith. not take Kayvon? That's that's the mold, right? Those speed rushers, that body type too. Trayvon yeah. more like he's not even like a traditional end. You can put him inside. You could you know three right. technique, five seven. Have him play a little linebacker. Yeah, like, you I, can I, move him all around. I, I would maybe agree with you guys if Hudson wasn't athletic, but the guy proved at the combine, proved at his pro day. He's just as maybe not as as athletic. No, he's not as athletic. He's as still him. an athletic freak, and he's, he's still he's he's still that yeah he's still athletic. Yeah, I, 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 he, I, I, he's I, the more. He's definitely way, way more ahead of the. I would be ahead of Walker as far as like his uh, being NFL ready. I'd be pretty being NFL ready. He's he's more he's he's way more NFL ready than Walker right now. I, I guess, guess I gotta, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be shocked. I'm telling you, I've been saying this for the past. I wouldn't be shocked if Jacksonville drafted him. Well, that's well, the with the number one pick, right? You're not drafting for who's the safest player. You want ultimately. That the guy. highest upside, the highest upside. I, still, and I, I still I, think Hutchinson has a higher upside than Trayvon Walker. But some oh, people, man. Tyler. So I read a thing today, like on Tony Paul, and he said multiple teams, not like one, multiple teams have Trayvon Walker as the number one guy on their board because of his ceiling. A lot of teams think he has a higher ceiling than Aiden Hutchinson, Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah, I, 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 I just believe I, it on Kayvon. I just don't I, see it personally. <laughs> They, I don't believe just... any. I don't think they're none of them are better than Thibodeau because you know uh, when we bring up the Aiden Hutchinson Georgia tape, Kayvon has been dealing with that type of offensive scheming against them for two years straight now, and still had back to back what All American performances while playing injured can still be effective in those type of games even when you try to scheme them out of it. Versus a guy like Aiden, when you scheme him out of it, there was just no, little to no impact there. Yeah, I don't necessarily buy the little no impact with Aiden Hutchinson and all that. So, um, well, like if we're like making the example, you know, I'm a Michigan fan. We're giving the example of that Georgia game. I, it wasn't as bad as the tape, you know, people suggested, but they took him out of the game, right? That was he took like, him out. He still had a few. He had a few pressures, right? No, he, he didn't do. He didn't do shit that game. Yeah, like yeah, I don't. I don't think he had a tackle Georgia, loss. He might have had like one pressure. No Georgia had like Georgia had a great game plan on Aiden Hutchinson and Ajabo. They they eliminated him completely. It was just a, it was not on Hutchinson. They just eliminated him. They had a great game plan versus him. They yeah. took out ninety seven. Jeez, and then uh, you see uh, Trayvon apparently like his best tape. Uh, 
uh, was versus Bama. Like, I think he had like seven pressures, like two sacks. Yeah, he had a great yeah. game. For, he had a great, he had yeah, a great, he had a really great game. Yeah, he, was a, he had a really good playoffs in general. He had a pretty good game versus Michigan, and then yeah, you mentioned the the Alabama game too. But we agree, like we we want pass rush, right? I know I hear the hundred percent noise for Kyle Hamilton, yeah. and Kyle Hamilton's great and all, but uh, no, I don't see the value. It is a unanimous here that it will be idiotic to draft a safety at two second overall pick. Honestly, I'd rather go receiver than safety there. I'd rather take Garrett or or Drake London over Kyle. That's just me. And and uh, Mills Kuyper draft is is even more idiotic. Oh yeah, yeah you're not going. Yeah, to, to, yeah. So that's even that more idiotic. Sauce. But yeah, and Sauce yeah, is we, that guy. Don't get it twisted. But that's just terrible value, and he's not uh up there with those pass rushers or the receivers, in my opinion. Those those first two three receivers. I absolutely agree with you. It's not like Sauce is. I mean, he was really good, but like he's not like this. <laughs> he had this unanimous shutdown. He's not Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, like he's not that prospect. Yeah, nobody is. He's not that prospect. Uh, if we're being real, I don't think any of these corner prospects are better than Jeff coming out. I think Jeff is still going to be really good. Okuda? Coming out, and coming out, yeah, I mean. You can make arguments mm, for both. Yeah, coming out, Okuda. I don't Okuda. think any of these Okuda. corners are a better prospect than Okuda coming out. And I yeah, still com- think Okuda is going to be better than all of them. I still coming- think Okuda is going to be good. But um, I think Sauce Gardner, when you look at his college projection, and then he didn't really have like a Chase Young on his team, right? He did have a Maje Sanders, but that's not Chase Young. He, I don't think he allowed a touch, single touchdown. Yeah, but he didn't play. He, he didn't play in the Big Ten either, or in the playoff. Like Jeff Okuda yeah, was but, was very good. Against I mean, no, Clemson, which yeah, I like. Jeff Okuda didn't play much. He didn't play much on either. They played. They did play in the playoff though. They play Alabama. Yeah, Jeff Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda actually came out and said that the best receiver he played in college Quintez. was Quintez Cephas. It's the question was on the Lions, who were drafted in the fifth round. So I mean, uh, but the big okay, come on, the Big Ten's way better than what Sauce Gardner. Yeah, for sure, it is. It is. Clemson that has like two guys, three guys that are getting sniffs in the NFL. Yeah, Yeah. that's that's not even an argument. And against Trevor Lawrence, like Jeff Okuda did his thing. So, so I honestly feel like uh, who's going to be better? Uh, It all depends on the situation, man. To be honest with you, because they could go to a really good situation, really great pass rush, and not have to do much and come out have three, four, five, six picks. Have a really better, just be better. Who knows? I mean, it was rough for Jeff. He came to Detroit, no pass rush. Coach was an idiot, which I, I that's the reason why I wasn't in love with the pick because our coach is an idiot. He only relies on man coverage, and I knew it wasn't going to work without pass rush. But everybody said so he was special and it was going to work anyways, but it is what it is. That, that was the pass. But um, it all depends on your situation, man. It just sucks he got hurt, man. I really think, like, if he played this year, he would improve so much. Like, we saw just Jerry Jacobs, Iffy, and all the other guys show improvement on the team, man. Yeah. yeah he Outside of that underthrow ball, year. he wasn't even bad game one. That underthrow was terrible. It's hard to track a ball, you know, underthrown, especially against Debo Samuel. Uh, I got to be honest, Rico. He was pretty bad that game. But um, it's it's Debo Samuel, and Debo Samuel's about to get $25 million a year, right? So Yeah, he's been yeah. cooking everybody. Yeah, so – all right, Rico. Appreciate you coming on. All right, thanks, y'all. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, well, I man, mean, this I, this was a hell of a show, man. Yeah, I think he brings up a good point. I I, I don't know if necessarily Akuda will be the best prospect out of like any of these corners, but I think coming out, you can make the argument Akuda is the best corner prospect in this draft if he were to so, enter in this draft. So, but, yeah. yeah, it could be an argument, but I don't know, man. I still don't know. I would probably take a Honestly, like if I had to take any corner coming out, not knowing what he did in the NFL, I would take a Cuda, I think. 
So I'm not going to lie. I was really high on Stingley, and then he got hurt. But Stingley is a guy who pressed against Justin Jefferson, against Jamar Chase. Um, he played in the SEC. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, yeah his work is impressive, man. I don't he know. At her, I feel like we'd be talking about Stingley um, as a top corner this year. But yeah, Could no, be. he 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 was on there for a while before the injury. Like that was always the guy they always talked about for like future drafts. Derek Stingley, Derek bro, Stingley. His freshman year, like people were. Yeah. Raul Rivas. He was literally shutting people down. And I, I just don't think we'll ever see a corner like that. <laughs> we'll never see a corner like Darrell Reeves again. I, Jalen Ramsey's great, but he's not. He's nowhere near what Darrell Reeves was. Or that's, why, that's why I say the shutout corners are dead, man. I told you that. They're it's the corners. dead. It's good, and it's not really. I don't think it's their fault because the game has changed so much that you the can't you can't even breathe. You can't even breathe on the, on these receivers without getting a a, a flag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there, there's not going to be any more shutdown corner like. Revis took your best receiver exactly. and shut his ass out. Like There's said, look, no your receiver, your best receiver is going to get thirty y- three catches, thirty yards. But Malcolm, <laughs> like Ramsey, they asked Jalen Ramsey, like, well, how do you define a shutdown corner? He's like, if I basically hold the guy who like gets like a hundred yards like every game to like 20, 30, 40 yards, whatever it is, I think I shut him down. No man, you can't. He, I, I watch him get. I, I watch him get. Him. I watch him get mossed by. Um, what's it called? Um, Evans from the Tampa Bay Bucks. Jamar Chase. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, everyone gets <laughs> beat for once in a while. Whatever. Yeah, right? but, but like, Re- Revis though, did. Revis did. That didn't happen to Revis, bro. In general, though, um, the rules have changed too, bro. Like a lot of stuff. I, I get that. That's why I said you, there's not going to be another shutdown corner. Shutdown corner means you shut them down. Yeah. Honestly, the closest thing, which is crazy to say, might be biased, but I think the closest thing we've seen to Revis, like as far as a guy who follows and does a pretty damn good job of shutting guys out, was Darius Lay. Like, I think he was the last guy we've seen, honestly. So, I got some good news, guys. Yeah. I just got confirmation that we have another draft analyst, I'm not going to say his name, on for next Monday night. Awesome. Oh, wow. I know who it is, but I'm not going to say it. All right. With that being said... Tyler, you want to end this? Yeah, I do want to end this. So thank you guys so much for uh, joining. We went a little over than we expected, but I appreciate little, you guys. Little? Yeah, just a little, yeah. All right, well, I appreciate you guys all coming on, uh, supporting the pod on a, on a Wednesday night. It was a great support. Talked some Sauce Gardner. Talked some draft. Talked about our new line, Deshaun Elliott. Yep. And we'll be back next Monday and look for – our next episode on next Wednesday with our, with our draft analysis that we're going to have. So hope you guys all enjoy and I'm out guys. Peace. All right, guys, I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy Malcolm and I am out. Peace. This is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall. He knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.